I'm Tavish Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. So glad to have you with us in this hour. Jarvis Middleton, a black police officer, was fired last year for allegedly helping BLM activists in his hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. His punishment was far more severe than the punishment meted out to white officers in the same department for violations that range from stalking a fellow officer to injuring civilians in a patrol car chase to sharing nude photos with civilians to even pulling a gun on a policeman's girlfriend. Recently, a judge dismissed Middleton's lawsuit, alleging racial discrimination inside that department. His attorneys plan to appeal. Gab Chivinet has written a number of articles about the fate of police who challenge racist systems and joins us in this hour to discuss blue minority rebels or uh, how America became so great for police in the first place, if you will. Gab Chivinet, good to have you on this program. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's glad to be here. Ah, great to have you. My honor. Um, I've been been, been following your work and, and reading your stuff here. Um, I want to talk more broadly, as I said a moment ago, about uh, these uh, these black cops in these blue spaces, particularly when they challenge these institutions. But let me start by standing down and giving you a few minutes to to uh, explain and share the story of one Jarvis Middleton. Take it away. Sure. So Jarvis was a 13-year veteran of LPD, Lexington Police Department, until the George Floyd uprisings in summer of 2020, in which he expressed solidarity, which he had been doing before in subtle ways. But when he started having phone conversations with a local Black Lives Matter activist named Sarah Williams and the police, his colleagues in the mostly white police force in Lexington found out about it. They very quickly did everything by the book, which is very rare for departments to do, to quickly fire him, got him fired by a unanimous vote in a quasi-trial format put on, overseen by the city council and the mayor, as you just stated. And now he is has been, for all of these months since then, embroiled in legal battles against the department charging racial discrimination in his case. Mm. Um, tell me more uh, about why... Um not why, what, what in fact was he alleged to have done uh, supporting BLM? I, I, I made that reference. It's kind of broad and I think it deserves some unpacking. So what was he alleged to have done uh, with or on behalf of mm. BLM? The, his department and the prosecutors in that quasi trial for his disciplinary hearing, they accused him of, sharing sensitive information, sensitive police information, implying that it was supposed to be private only for police eyes, and things like this included letting activists know when riot forces were rolling out. And they also hinged their case closely on his disparagement of colleagues, fellow white officers, 
And they pushed that very, very hard in their case against Jarvis. When you say disparagement of other officers, fellow officers, what do you mean by disparagement? What does that mean? It means like feeding Sarah Williams in particular names of white officers, uh, things they've done, like uh, sharing lewd photos of themselves, doing all sorts of racist activities that then the prosecutors showed Sarah used during rallies that summer through megaphone and uh, in the protests. Like they built their case around that as if to prove that that is the reason why Jarvis had to be fired. Mm. Um, Tell me, tell me what, his defense was um so you you said this sort of quasi tribunal if you will uh that uh mm-hmm. found him guilty and got him fired um what was his defense what 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 did he say free speech yeah that mm-hmm. was his main defense uh, that he was expressing his free speech he was off duty that nothing that he said and this was backed up by a number of experts uh Notably, uh, a very uh, a former head of a, a whole department and college in, in the in Lexington University, named Gary Potter, a criminologist, who pointed out that there was nothing that Jarvis shared that that wasn't or couldn't be public knowledge. Like, why is it so bad to? let activists know this is how you can stay safe. Like FYI, you should know this, you should know that. And so Jarvis saying free speech as a, as a citizen and others coming to his defense, showing that there wasn't any kind of classified information, if you will, that he shared that was, improper, certainly not illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting started in conversation uh, with Gab Chivinet, talking about the, the curious case of Jarvis Middleton. You've heard a bit from Gab about um, the situation that Jarvis Middleton found himself in for aiding and abetting, as it were, uh, Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, what we have not talked about it as yet, and we will when we come forward, uh, is how this compares to all the other white cops uh, in that department in Lexington who did all kinds of crazy things uh, and um, were met with a much less severe uh, punishment if they were punished at all. Uh, we'll talk about that side of the story when we come forward with Gab Chivinet on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Good thing we've got three hours. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. We continue our conversation now with Gab Shivane, uh, writer for Mother Jones, in this uh, fascinating piece about this black police officer named Jarvis Middleton, who was fired uh, by the police department in Lexington, Kentucky, for allegedly helping BLM activists uh, and uh, trying to juxtapose the ways in which he was put upon uh, and um, the other uh, cases of white cops in that department. 
uh, who were not met with the same kind of punishment. This won't surprise anybody in this audience, of course. This happens all the time. Uh, but it's a, it's a case study uh, that people are talking about for how uh, black officers are treated when they do speak out in these blue spaces. Uh, and Gab uh, Shivani is the, the writer of this particular article and other pieces about black officers who are met with uh, resistance, uh, firing and beyond uh, when they push back against uh, the kind of nonsense we see happening in police departments, sadly, all across this country. Before I get to the other side, these other cops in this various department, this same department, uh, Gab, who have not been uh, met again with the same kind of punishment. Um, t- tell me tell me a bit more uh, about um, uh, the appeal. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the case is on appeal now. Uh, but I'm but I'm curious as to why um, the case was dismissed. The case uh, of racial discrimination filed by Jarvis Middleton um, didn't sit well with the judge. The judge dismissed the case. But can you tell me why it was dismissed? Partly on a technicality. You see, this isn't Jarvis's first brush up with disciplinary procedures. A couple of years ago, he was involved in one that resulted in his demotion from sergeant, and which is the highest rank he could get to in 13 years that he points to as other um, evidence of, of being kept down as a black officer on the force in uh, disproportionately... Um, uh, racially uh, unbalanced force where he, uh, uh, you know, as I said, used to be a sergeant. He used to be a public spokesperson, but he lost both of those and was demoted all the way to the bottom as a, as a patrol officer for uh, incident, series of incidents that, that, as the local press said, besmirched the the department. It involved uh, an, an alleged uh, extramarital affair, and uh, uh, Jarvis utilizing police resources unduly to to spy on on her on on the woman who put out a order of protection uh, on uh, on on Middleton. And see, from years before, there were numerous, numerous um, racial discrimination incidents against Jarvis, that, some of which he brought against the department. He spoke out against it, and the, the union helped him file grievances. And so there was a, a plea bargain between like, the, this case uh, against Middleton regarding the woman and these other cases of, of racial discrimination, and so the, the he Middleton agreed to keep, to keep agreed to the demotion and kept his job mm-hmm. in trade for dropping these allegations, these 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 other uh, grievances of racial discrimination, and so. Uh, and so when this appeal flash forward to to 2022 on November 2022 the the judge is seeing that in that bargain 
the, the things in, in Middleton's case were uh, were were agreed upon that that would they would never be brought forward. And so it's one of those legal technicalities, and uh, Middleton's Middleton's lawyer uh, Sam Aguiar is still pretty confident and hopeful that this appeals court will re- you know, reconsider and mm-hmm. give them rule in their favor. So let, let me let me do a, a, a contrast and comparison here. I, I, I said earlier um, that the way um, that Jarvis Middleton was summarily fired by this department in Lexington uh, is quite different, dramatically different from the way that white cops in this very same department, never mind the fact his case has been dismissed, as you mentioned, it's on appeal. Uh, but his his treatment uh, is far different than the way others who happen not to have melanin in their skin in this department have been mm. have been have been treated. Um, talk to me about that side of the story. Yeah, and and they did things way worse. So, for example, I mentioned lewd pics, and we're talking about. Off white white colleagues in uniform sharing pictures of their penises with private citizens or in public forums, according to the the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Although these these officers received suspension, members of the city council were told only that they had, these officers had engaged in quote unquote inappropriate conduct. So this is also part of a pattern of the the council during this disciplinary hearing not being told the extent of the disproportion of, of, as you said, white officers getting away with, with so many things in the, the same overall area that, that Middleton is accused of, but their, their infractions are, are, are so much more worse and very disturbing, you know, beyond the lewd pics, sharing lewd pics. There was an officer who, pulled a gun on a woman he had been seeing, a white officer. And the white officer sent the woman, who who is white, a series of angry texts, repeatedly calling her the N-word, whore, N-word lover, effing whore, die from penis, you know, really, really disturbing stuff. In fact, uh, one of the quotes that, he said, you know, some hours later, did your monkey boyfriend come over? You know, and this white officer mm. was given a six-month suspension and was still on the force when Jarvis was being disciplined in 2021. And that's just one officer. Another one drove under the influence on multiple occasions, totaled his police cruiser, and managed to delay blood alcohol testing for four hours and got away with a two-month suspension after that. You know, there was another one who dragged a suspect from a police cruiser, shoved him, put his man- hands on the man's throat, three weeks suspension. Still, you know, another went to a, a wedding where she left her gun un- unattended for hours, got into a drunken brawl, striking a guest on the head and face and engaging in an altercation with the groom's father, 20 hours. You know, all the, and it shows very in very disturbing detail, each of these white colleagues, again, doing the most, insane and, and and terrible violent racist behaviors and 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 they get little slap on the wrist and that's you know what i just said is not even all of it not even the worst of it you know uh, and and here jarvis as he and his legal team have been saying 
I mean, uh, Jarvis is, especially in the the alleged, you know, the stalker case and uh, the uh, order of protection. He he knows that he behaved badly, but mm-hmm. but the things that these other white colleagues were doing and 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 got away with essentially for for not much discipline at all it's just so disproportionate to yep. what was happening to Jarvis yeah this this case of uh, Jarvis Middleton is obviously uh, a very specific and peculiar case uh, in the city of Lexington Kentucky but I know that you've written a number of articles and are working on I'm sure uh, I'm told at least a, a book about this and so this is not the only case obviously mm-hmm. in this country where you see this sort of pattern uh, where black officers again who try to speak out against uh, injustices and unfairness in police departments end up being themselves punished and oftentimes fired. Um, so the question is, how big a pattern, how bad a pattern is this across the country where, again, black officers uh, critique uh, these blue spaces in which they operate and they end up being punished for doing so? Yeah, and for that, I talked with especially this, this NYPD officer who did manage to keep his job probably because there is often strength in numbers. His, mm-hmm. his name is Edwin Raymond and he's part of uh, a suit with numerous other NYPD officers, black and people of color. And in an interview I did with, with Edwin, he told me that, that he was, he would be getting calls, during that summer of 2020, you know, and here are two cops, two black officers, Edwin Raymond and Jarvis Middleton. They're on opposite sides of the country. They don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, Edwin and I discussed the case of against Jarvis and, 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 and Edwin told me that policing the protests that summer was absolutely brutal. He told me those were his words. He fielded, daily calls from black colleagues who like Middleton were deeply frustrated and quote saying they were going to quit saying they didn't like what happened to Mr. Floyd. They were at the protest they didn't want to be at. And so over in Chicago, uh, there was another case of, a of where the particularly conservative white, Union, the, the fraternal, fraternal order of police, they uh, were uh, specifically a, a, a leader in Chicago was threatening, uh, threatening um, uh, action, like le- legal action, or, or at least like suspending any cops who showed any kind of solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. And there was one officer who was a veteran, more than 20 years on the force, who found that to be insulting, like an affront on her free speech. And she took a picture of herself taking a knee and holding up the power fist outside the offices of the Fraternal Order of Police. Mm. And true to his word, she was suspended and then found herself embroiled in a battle Mm. over that discipline that she received. And so this was going on all over the place and this is just this summer you know, but but yeah I've, I've looked into the history across the entire 
200-year history of policing in this country, and there are a number a number of cases all throughout the the whole history of officers, white and black, yeah. uh, that where they rebelled against the system when the system, like it did to Jarvis, failed them and betrayed them. Yeah. That that's the story of what it means to be an African American officer. Sadly, in uh, police departments all across this country, uh, you push back against um, uh, these uh, departments and practices and policies that are unjust, that are unfair, uh, and you end up being put upon yourself. Um, so the case of Jarvis Middleton again is but one example of something that we know to be uh, a pattern across the nation. And I'm glad that uh, Gab Shivani. Uh, wrote about this from Mother Jones and brought this case and others to our attention. We look forward to the book from Gab Chivane, uh coming soon, Blue Minority Rebels or How America Became So Great for Police. And we thank Gab, Gab uh, uh, for the conversation in this half hour. When we come forward after news, traffic and sports, uh, we will shift gears and be joined by Dr. Wendy Talley, who's been a guest on this program before. Um, she is back today, as you heard us uh, announce yesterday, the breaking news. It's now everywhere. Uh, that Twitch, uh, the longtime DJ uh, uh, who became famous for being a great dancer and then uh, is uh, selected by Ellen DeGeneres to be her DJ every day, um, committed suicide yesterday at the age of 40. Another black man who decides that the only way out is to take his own life. And every time we have to have these conversations, it troubles me, but I don't want this moment to pass without us having some conversation uh, the day after about what it means and how we how we arrest this development uh, of black men increasingly taking their own lives. We'll be joined by Dr. Wendy Talley when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580.